Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of this season's Close the Content Loop webinars, our regular talks about all things content lifecycle management. My name is Emerson Welch and I'm here with my colleague Sam Courtney. Hey Sam. Hey folks, great to be here as always. Good to see you, Sam. And today we're also joined by our SVP of Enterprise Products, Amit Sood, whose many years of industry experience is going to add some real valuable insight into our topic today. Um, he's like our oracle of enterprise content. So welcome, Amit. Hello, both. Thanks for the invitation. Great to be here. Great to have you, Amit. So today's question on Closer Content Loop is why are XML schemas so critically important to enterprise content? Uh, there seems to be no more obvious a place to kick this off with you, Amit, than to ask you a simple, but this is loaded, question. And bear in mind, many of us have no real idea of this of what is an XML schema? Sure, a great question to start with. Let me try to answer this in simple terms. Communication is effective when it is structured and XML, which is short for extensible mockup language, is a simple text-based format for sharing structured information. The structure of the communication is dependent upon the purpose and target audience. For example, a research report differs significantly from a standard operating procedure. The XML schema defines this structure. Organizing the information into modular content hierarchy using XML elements or what we call as tags, it defines attributes or metadata that will add semantic meaning and describe content, along with the sequences and relationships that will make the content types suitable for the specific purpose. And it also ensures the content adheres to the constraints, so it is fit to be processed and automated between different apps and systems. The result means standardized, consistent, and compliant enterprise content that can be easily scaled. And the well-formed XML is appropriate for high-value business communication between people as well as machines and software programs. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes total sense. That's a really good way of explaining it because it's certainly you, you need to be able to scale with content unless it's structured and it's organized and there's plenty of rules in place, then uh, I guess you can't really do that. So finally, we have a clear answer. Uh, thanks, thanks for sharing that. So, so what challenges do enterprises face when they are looking to, to bring in those XML-based publishing processes? Let me take a step back and answer first why enterprises need XML-based publishing processes. To achieve scalability and content maturity, enterprises must upgrade from managing simple flat documents to producing structured, modular, reusable, meta-tagged content. In other words, the content must be represented in XML to power collaborative and automated workflows between humans and business process applications. Though the benefits are apparent, the challenges for enterprises are in the implementation and adoption. XML, rather being the back-end enabler, became the focus. Most native XML authoring tools featured a very technical user interface that made XML visible to the user, which was not ideal for non-technical authors. This became a major adoption challenger for product marketeers, financial analysts, legal analysts, and other knowledge workers and subject matter experts. There are a few XML authoring tools that are designed to hide the XML and facilitate the tagging of XML content. 
but these often require users to have a deep understanding of the domain they are working in and the tags that they're using. The key need is to focus on what the content requires, meaning focusing on content creation, its structure and capturing the semantics and not the technicalities of how the content works, namely the XML and the meta tags. When the ease of use is established, the SMEs or knowledge workers can continue to create high value enterprise content in everyday software like Microsoft Word. There were similar adoption challenges for designers and publishing teams as advanced scripting knowledge of XSLTs was required to transform this XML content into branded, design-rich, high-fidelity publications. Wow, that's, that's some story, isn't it? It's really, you can really see where it's all come from. And Sam, you've got a rich background in data modeling and, and schema adoption, which traces right back to where it all began in the, in the 1980s. I mean, how, how have you seen the evolution of XML schema adoption from your own perspective? Well, XML schemas are still evolving and will continue to do so in the future. There are some mainstays like DITA, MSP, and SPL that are very prevalent and standardized for specific industry use. However, to implement and support these, they require skills and knowledge to use efficiently and are not really for the authoring role we see as the future for content development. Companies really are seeking a low code, no code approach, just like we've seen in the software development world. We know the future of content development and management is moving in that direction and our solution can provide that today. Right, it, it can, yeah. And is, is it fair to say the adoption in the market of, of XML schemes is still quite immature, do you think? I'm not sure it's immature, but it is certainly in a growing and evolving state. Yeah, right. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Amit, what do you think? Is the market still in its infancy period when it comes to XML-based content strategies? I think the market, which include business across verticals, government bodies, and regulatory authorities, have evolved to understand the need of structured, reusable content. In terms of adoption, Except for some areas such as tech pubs, this has not happened. When it comes to mainstream content creation by business users and knowledge workers, there's still a huge opportunity to tap into. Okay, so we know there are different types of XML schemas out there, including our own, which, um, which we'll come on to shortly. But before we do, why exactly is that? Why are there different types of schemas? There are many XML schema types for authoring and publishing in the marketplace. The XML schema such as S1000D for aerospace and defense and SPL for FDA drug labeling are industry specific. We also come across custom schemas which are targeted for an enterprise or use case. But then there are these generic schemas based on open content architecture, allowing specialization for multiple industries or enterprises. Specialization enables the creation of specific targeted XML schemas that can still use tools and design rules that were developed for more generic schemas. This is the fundamental principle of object-oriented programming in software industry, and the same principle can benefit the content processes to save lots of costs and effort. Interestingly, even HTML4 
and later versions are actual implementation of an XML schema called XHTML. And so is Microsoft Word DocX format, which is Open Office XML. But these are not appropriate formats to represent format free, validated, and modular content. Mm. When should each schema be applied? Are there rules or regulations which govern this, for example? It is an important question and must be answered in context of the organization's content strategy and the target business outcomes. In the case where the goal is to meet regulatory compliance for a particular market with a specific authority, then a targeted or vertical specific schema such as S1000D or SPL or MSP can be applied. However, if the enterprise wants to scale across multiple markets or regions later, it will mean significant rework as a harmonized, agency neutral, generic schema implementation would have led to unified production processes, content reusability, saving costs and time to market being accelerated. Enterprises with the goal of achieving customer satisfaction or digital transformation will have multiple information types ranging from marketing collateral, policies and procedures to product documentation. Here an open XML architecture with specializations such as smart content, which can scale for enterprise wide content is the recommended option. Data is an example of an open content architecture and is a popular option for producing technical help and documentation, but it has not scaled well for business communications. Got it. So Sam, which of these do you come across the most when well, when you're speaking with, with customers and, and why do you think that is? Well, Emerson, it really depends on the industry as we mentioned. DocBook was the precursor to DITA, which is common and has been used for technical documentation for a very long time. The specialization of XML for individual industries was initiated to provide a highly detailed descriptive language structure, which enables the exact communication style and information required for the specific industry users. XML certainly sounds like the way forward when it comes to all the all the complexity around content, uh, especially when you factor in things like content reuse and, and all the global variations you can get on content. But uh, is, is there anything wrong with XML, Amit? Are there any dangers to look out for, for example? It is to consider XML as the enabler technology to produce modular, reusable and semantic content. These schemas are extremely powerful but are also extremely complex to understand, create, and maintain. To steal a quote from a Quark professional services partner, data is great if your authors can think like programmers. That's perfect for technical authors who are by nature of their jobs highly technical and well-trained. They're also full-time authors. But for a digital-first business, for example, content written by financial and legal analysts or product marketing teams, it is unreasonable to think that these part-time authors can or want to think like programmers. And the key to a successful adoption is to provide the ease and usability of Microsoft Word with the power of XML that is structured content in the background. And when it comes to deploying an XML schema strategy, who, who does this normally fall onto? I mean, does, does everyone need to be an XML genius? 
The responsibility of defining and maintaining the XML schemas will be on the content architect. The persona has expertise in XML based schemas, metadata and taxonomies, structured component management, and data integration with wider ecosystems. Preferably, he should be able to define, update, and deploy schemas with low code, no code tools. But in case that is not possible, then he needs to collaborate with the IT team. Content writers, however, should be able to understand the best practices of component or modular authoring and meta tagging, but there should be no need of XML training or knowledge. Got it. And that, that leads me perfectly onto our own schema, uh, Quark Smart Content. Amit, what is smart content? Why, why is smart content different? Well, data implementations were costly and hard to get right, as these are highly detailed models. For example, in Data 1.3, there are about 600 elements, which always create ambiguity as to exactly which valid element to use in which context. The schemas are overly restrictive and prescriptive, essentially very technical and hard to get right, which results in a gap between the author's expectations and their actual experience with authoring XML. This also means that the change, rather than being incremental, is sudden and steep, which leads to high risk of adoption failure. DITA itself recognized this need and released a draft of lightweight DITA. According to Open Oasis, the body which maintains DITA, lightweight DITA is a standards-based alternative for situations in which DITA 1.3 would be too complex. Lightweight data is still to be released. So with this all in mind, Quark released Smart Content in 2014, which is an open XML-based content architecture developed by Quark that's configurable for target use cases. The schema aims to balance the need for content structure with the ease of use. It is simple to configure, deploy, update, and process with low-code, no-code tools, and since it is still very much XML, it captures semantics and becomes an enabler for artificial intelligence and machine learning. Since the introduction of Smart Content in 2014, it has been used by many customers in different industries with great success and value. Wow, that makes it so clear, Amit. Thanks. I mean, it now makes total sense why Certain companies' strategies fit some XML schemas, but not others for, um, for, you know, for producing their reusable content. I mean, Sam, do you, do you have an example of, um, of a customer use case of our own to help us um, understand that distinction and, and give a bit of background to that? Sure, Emerson. One of our financial services customers has a global presence and implemented our solution. The ROI that they have realized is substantial and improved operational efficiencies are making a significant impact on their bottom line. Right, and, and how exactly has um, Quark Publishing Platform worked for them? So a new portal to improve the distribution and consumption of content was needed, and their end users are finding their searches much more productive and fast, with resounding positive feedback to the operations team. They've improved their content strategy by reducing the duplicated content by 60%. Wow. And the time to market is faster. 
the smart content schema has helped them standardize multiple content types and make compliance easier. Wow, that's amazing. 60%. God, that's awesome. And and compliance obviously is huge in, in financial services. So another great great win there. But thanks, Sam. Great story. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground here on XML schemas. So let's let's take a moment to uh, recap on the um, on the key takeaways from from our talk. So I guess the first the first one really, in order to execute on content strategy at, at enterprise scale, you really need an XML based approach for your authoring, right, Amit? Enterprises must modernize their content processes to deliver high value content to the right people at the right time to achieve their business outcomes. The key to achieving this modernization is to upgrade from managing unstructured documents to structured, modular, reusable, meta-tagged content. The structured content component strategy drives efficient production, reusability, omni-channel publishing, translation and regionalization, and updated, compliant, personalized content. Brilliant. Yeah, total, total sense there. And, and number two, Sam, uh, I guess keep your options open, right? With um, Try and be as, as agnostic as you can with your schemas. Yeah, you bet. One size doesn't fit all. A specific industry schema may be the best fit for your organization use. So do some research and seek help to develop your content strategy. Definitely. And third, try and minimize the technical barriers as much as possible by taking taking uh, like an, an, an open, low-code, no-code approach, right, Amit? Exactly. It is about accelerating value, which is allowing the enterprises to configure the optimum user experience for different personas participating in the component content lifecycle. Quark's enterprise products are designed to help customers achieve this. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Brilliant, really insightful and helps clear the fog on schemas. Certainly, um, I can see it a lot clearer now and, um, and that fog can be dense, right? Thanks both for that update. It's brilliant. We're excited to see how things develop over the course of this year. And Amit, it was great to have you on Closer Content Loop. Thanks again for joining us. You're welcome, Erickson. It has been a pleasure. And Sam, thanks as always for your endless knowledge and opinions. Anytime, Emerson. See you soon. And if you want to learn more about smart content, you can download the free beginner's guide to smart content ebook from the resources area of quark.com. It's um it's ungated, so feel free to grab yours today and, and share it with as many people as you want. Uh, thanks everybody.